Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limit-time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, it's Jerem. It's Tanner. And, uh, yeah, before we started recording, uh, some, some shitty news came out. Yeah. Pretty um, shit. Yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll... Tons of shitty news have come out. Yeah, a lot of shitty news right now. Um, but before we get into that, Danner, how you doing, bud? I'm feeling great. Feeling great. <laughs> feeling very like a like thirty pounds lighter. Thirty pounds lighter. Yeah. Free. Free. Liberated. Liberated. Quit the job. <laughs> Quit my job. Just fucking <laughs> up and said bye. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So yeah, feel great. And hearing the story, it was a fantastic story. Uh, it's like just shows how fucking shitty things are right now, especially like, especially like restaurant bars and all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't know how how people are doing it, but yeah, well, good. More, more power to everybody that's working through restaurant gigs that are very understaffed because I fucking hated it <laughs> <laughs> you don't right. have to keep holding on that's all i gotta say Just yeah fucking whatever man they can figure it out without you <laughs> all right we won't we won't get into that but <laughs> <laughs> so i guess yeah we'll jump right into probably the top story of this episode um Charles Blackhawks announced that legendary goaltender, Hockey Hall of Famer, Tony Esposito had passed away uh, from pancreatic cancer. He was 78 years old, and this one sucks. This, yeah, yeah, this feels like the same thing. I don't know for, I know you're a big Tony guy. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of those things that kind of, is is rough because I was literally like talking to my mom on Zoom. Um and like I had told you about this story before. Like every time I had gotten a Hawks jersey, I had like they either got traded or they retired, something like that. I forgot about this. Yeah. I got a hammer jersey, he got traded. I got my ex a Panarin jersey at the time, he got traded. I got a, a hosted jersey he had to retire and I had gotten an Esposito jersey and I brought it to visit my mom. I pu- I packed it while I was hammered. <laughs> Un- go to unpack my bag. It's sitting right there. And she goes, Oh, you brought a jersey. I go, I think I'm supposed to give this to you. I was like, if I hold on to this, I feel like he's going to die. And then, I- <laughs> and then I'm while I'm talking to her, I was like, wow, this is kind of weird news to fucking happen when I'm talking to you. Like, damn, that's sh- that shit. <laughs> Yeah, I totally forgot about that, dude. No more jerseys for you. Yeah, I know. Well, I, have, I got a, I have a Caner jersey. I think he's doing okay. He's like the one that defies everything. Knock so, on so much wood, any wood possible. Knock on it. Yeah, I know he's not gonna be able to start the season now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
But yeah, so like the first gut, like I know I'm not a goalie, goalie guy, but like the first thing, it kind of felt like when I found out Makita, Makita passed, like Makita yeah. was my guy. I think Makita was my Esposito for you. I mean, no. No. Makita, Makita is my Makita. Esposito is my Esposito. Yeah. They're com- they're, it's just, they're just Hawks legends. Those, you know, yeah. Like, like, it, it's, they're, I'm never going to like, I get, I know what you're saying, but like to me, like these guys are just their own legendary guys. Like, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I don't necessarily look up to Tony O or anything like that, but just being a goalie, it's just like you got to appreciate everything that they did for the Hawks and how great they were in their time. I mean, 15 years he played with the Blackhawks. That was 837 games, 418 wins. For that's he's still the most all time winningest goalie in Blackhawk history. Um, he had a career save percentage of 906. These numbers suck because they have 13 games with Montreal Canadiens his rookie year. <laughs> career 2.93 goals against average. 76 career shutouts, 74 of them coming with Chicago. Yeah. I mean, and this is when goalies were getting scored on like crazy. <laughs> like, he was doing ridiculous things back when they essentially just put goalies in net just to have something there. Yeah. It's not what it is now. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty funny to see some like numbers that he has that are better than current NHLers that like have way more padding and like a tons more training and everything. And like, it says that when he was, when he's 26 in 1969, 1970, he put up a 9.32 save percentage in 63 games. Like that's, uh, that's insane. 71, 72, nine, yeah. Nine, three, four, 48 yeah. games. He uh, won the Vezina three times. Calder Trophy. So he won the Calder and the Vesna in the same season. Yeah. He, he had plenty of heart votes like throughout his career, too. Never got at the heart, though. Hall of Famer. It's, it's just, you know, insane. He, yeah, even his rookie season, I completely missed this. He finished second in heart voting. That's fucking nuts. In his rookie season. Yeah, that's crazy. Season. <laughs> 12... Was it also? Oh no, wait! I don't know what that is because it jumps weird. Is that what place he was an all star or all star team? Where? Oh, yeah, I think I think so. Oh, first team, second team. Hmm. That's gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's just crazy. Got his jersey retired by the Hawks. He was an ambassador for the Hawks ambassador. Um, it was always great seeing him around the rink. Yeah, I mean, he was in Benny's commercials doing that weird goalie stance every time I heard a horn go off for some reason. <laughs> and that was like, I mean, that was recently too. That was only a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's insane. And we were kind of talking before we, we started recording. It's like, I I know it's not like one of those things you like you public, publicly announce, but it's like, I don't remember hearing like the team saying anything like, he had cancer or, you know, representation of Tony Esposito saying that he had cancer or anything like that. So it's kind of really, unless I'm mistaken big time and I just don't recall seeing something, this really came out of nowhere. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember hearing anything about it either. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I, I mean, we talked about that briefly. It's like, it's not, it's not really something like when he's not like really in the limelight, it's not really something that, maybe everybody wants to tell the world, you know, like, yeah. I mean, he was, he was 70, 78. So yeah, it's just yeah, three time as a five time all-star Calder trophy winner, hall of famer, man. I just, it's, it's tough. It's like, I'm really trying to like put like words to it. And it's like, you don't really know it, especially cause it's, especially with it coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it sucks that obviously we're we're too young to have seen him play. Yeah, to really appreciate like watching him or anything like that. But yeah, just like getting to hear about him growing up, it's it's kind of a bummer. I just remember too one of the games I actually went to 
was it was Blackhawks versus Capitals. I was so pumped because it was Ovechkin's first trip to Chicago, and it was like the first time Kane and Taves were were like there. They were like a part of the team. Not his first trip to Chicago. One of the first trips to Chicago. So yeah. we got tickets right up on the glass, and like we're on the end with the capital sheet twice, right down the goal line, and then we get there, and it's Tony Esposito night. So they gave out like the little paper goalie mask that oh, got yeah. stick that you put in front of your face. They did this huge, awesome tribute for it. And Hobby Bullen was in net, and he puts a shutout up on Tony O'Night. Oh, yeah, and they're. Yeah, and like he made this ridiculous save, just diving cross cross crease, saving it. It's just like it was like determined to like keep the shutout on Tony Esposito night. It was just, it was so cool. He was there. They were showing him after like the save, and he's just like, "Holy shit!" Like kind of like, <laughs> whoa! Like it was just so cool. Like yeah, that's what I love about the Hawks. They keep these guys around as much as possible. Like Mikita Hall, Esposito, Savard. Like we're always like those four were always there. Yeah. And it was cool to see that. And it's just very was, sad we're down to two now. Yeah, it was always cool to just kind of almost just run into him on accident. <laughs> like on the concourse here. It's like, oh shit, was that that Bobby Hall just now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> I got way too many random Bobby Hall stories. It sucks that I don't have any Makita Esposito stories. Like yeah, I, yeah. I never met Makita. I never met Esposito. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I have the same thing. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Oh, I mean, shitty. And like, even speaking just of like things with cancer now, it, yeah. like, the Hawks also released that uh, Troy Murray is uh, diagnosed with cancer as well. It's like, why we got to do this in the same week? <laughs> Not even like same week, like within 24 hours. Was it really? Yeah, I think yesterday. Oh, it really, it yeah. actually, ha- it is, it is. It feels like it was like so much longer ago. Yeah, yesterday, shit. yesterday announced, and then not even that. You had old check two years ago. Yeah. Like it's like they're coming for like the legends in the in the broadcast team. Like Troy Murray does is the color analysis for WGN Radio for anybody listening that it's not in the Chicagoland area. Um, mm-hmm. He does a great job. I know there's. Times that like, I think, especially now coming up, once Pat Foley's gone, then I might be tuning into the radio more again. Um, because the radio, I feel like we are so spoiled with our TV crew and our radio crew. Like, yeah, they're both fantastic. Um, yeah, I, and they kind of said like he looks forward to being back in the booth. So I'm not sure. I'm going to assume that he's not planning on announcing this year. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I, it was just kind of a weird, maybe, maybe, well, maybe, who knows? Maybe it's not like a serious thing. And it's just one, you know, who knows? Like, can't just see yeah. it, obviously, but it, there's different levels of it clearly. And maybe it's just one that it just, it says it. in his statement that it, he, he says, I, I look forward to being in the booth calling Blackhawk games in front of the most passionate and energetic fans in all of hockey. And then it's just my family and I appreciate privacy during this time as we fight this challenge. Yeah. It, nice, simple, sweet. And it's like completely more than he had to do. More than he had to do. Yeah. But so yeah, so two really, really shitty, <laughs> two really <laughs> shitty stories. Um, I guess. Oh, on to some more upbeat news about the Hawks. Yeah, more upbeat news. <laughs> and uh, we got we got our boy signed. <laughs> Hegel, baby. It's not it's not the Colton Sissons deal that I really wanted them to go for, but I'm okay with the uh, with the three year one point five mil. I think that's well worth it, and I I feel like if he just continues his play from last season, he's going to end up getting a five six million dollar contract. Or at least like four point five as like we'll see what happens. Like this team's kind of stacked right now. Like I'd still hope that he's able to like play on one of the top lines with like with Taves or something. I still yeah, I still pencil him in with Taves. Yeah, people like have been putting like mock like like lineups out there and they have him like third or fourth line. It's like I I I understand because of like the skill, but I'd rather have like Hagel up there with like with Taves, like on first or second line. 
He's a better Shaw Kajula. And those yeah. guys thrived when they got to play with Taves. Yeah, you get Taves and Kubalik and Hagel. I think oh. that'd be a sick line. Oh, baby. <laughs> and then he's yeah, he's gonna be a pretty expensive player when that uh when that third year is up. Here's here's what I'm worried curious about though. Like he might get screwed is but I guess you know you don't really think of it in, in cap hit kind of thing, but it's like is Tyler Johnson really going to get played third line? I think so. Getting paid $55 million? Yeah. But he, he's going to also play, like, penalty kill probably and maybe on the power play as well. Like, he's going to probably move up and down the lineup because, you know, Carlton likes to switch it up a fucking lot if the team's not doing too well. Yeah. Like, a lot of – or not a lot, but I've when in the lineup, like, mock-ups I was seeing, it was just a lot of uh, – Tyler Johnson on Taze's wing with Kubalik. I think it's I think it has to be Taze and Kubalik. And then I think you rotate Hagel and Johnson if need be. You know what would be cool? Just go back to the Taze and Kane option. Taze Kane to bring it? Yeah. <laughs> so at least okay, so I think we're all on the same page here that our top two lines is going to be some combination of Debrinket, Taves, or Debrinket, Doc Kane, Kubelik, Taves, Hagel Johnson. Yeah. Probably some sort of combination of that. I mean, I wouldn't mind somebody like sneaking up in there and, and like stealing a spot, but I think that like from those seven guys, like it's going to be six of those seven for sure. Oh, yeah. I just don't see like Strom like taking over from anybody like i don't know maybe borstrom i think borstrom, borstrom goes probably fourth line i think he's like third you think third yeah probably i don't know it's, we'll see it's, it's hard to raise right now it's like you don't we don't really know who they have in their mind as a center yeah that's the problem is we have so many center center wing comp like combos now like you got taves you have Tyler Johnson, you have Dylan Strom, you have Ryan Carpenter, uh, Bortram, Gaudette. Um, oh, how do you say his name? I already forgot. Juhar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirby. Like, you have all those guys that can play center, and most of those guys can play wing, too. So it's like you don't really know what they're going to pencil in. Um. Part of me still does. Oh God! Like part of me still doesn't think Strom's on this team come opening night. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it's. I think he. I think they're gonna see what he can do this year, and just hope that he's a bounce back here. Because if he doesn't, his contract's up, and like, you can either get him for less or just get rid of him, like for cheap or like nothing. I feel like that dude's career is just. Okay, it's a bounce back here. Yeah. I like that's all it says. And the only time it wasn't said was when he came here for half a season and just tore it up with Debrinket. Yeah. Like it, this, this, the down season that they both had afterwards, like really fucked him over. And then Debrinket just was a beast last year. And Strunk was like, had all the opportunity in the world to become the first line center that he, he was going to be to between. To bring it and Kane, and then just couldn't keep up. It's rough. Yeah, um, there definitely someone's gonna, someone's gonna have to go. Um, whether it's down to to Rockford or what, but right now, according to Catron, there's 14 forwards signed for 12 spots, and that doesn't even include Nylander. Yeah, he doesn't even have a deal yet. Which, um, it's crazy. We're going to see like what we have, like how much money to spare right now? Um, right now they're, they've used like two, two million. 1.7. Yeah. I don't think he signs for more than 1.7. If he does sign, they might just like, what if he just does what, uh, what William did and just hangs out until December. It's fine, dude. Stay. Yeah. Go go back to Sweden. Enjoy it. Oh my god! So 
just real quick before we move on, just because like I'm I'm probably excited I'm to get Taze back on the Hawks subreddit. Um, there's this post by the lone I I Y guy, and it's a uh, it's one of these Jonathan Taves like advanced stats from like 2013, where it has oh, yeah, his, yeah. his previous three years. And it is, and it's just like it shows how ridiculously good he was, and it's just I wish I wish we'd have that Jonathan Taves back, but like it's just crazy how how good he was. It has his like projected WAR at one hundred percent. His effect efficiency or is it efficiency or effective offense? I don't know. It's one hundred percent. His defense is ninety seven. Power play eighty eight. Penalty kill ninety five. Finishing ninety nine. Goals per sixty ninety nine percent. The first assist per sixty eighty eight percent. And then penalties, ninety six percent. It's just, in, it's just off the charts, fucking insanely good. And this is when everybody was like saying it, like it's him and Cindy Crosby for like best player in the NHL. It's, a lot of people are like, there's no fucking way. But then you look at this like advanced stat stuff, and you're like, yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> I'm throwing I, this out. I'm I just want to see that. Again. I just wish we could see that taze again. Yeah, I'm throwing this out here again. Anybody listening that understands advanced stats and wants to teach us so exactly we can know fully what all this means, let us know because I would love to learn about advanced stats and yeah, how to properly sense. look at this stuff. Because it's easy. It's easy right now when you're looking at this and it's like, oh, yeah, it's all it's all good. Show me, I can read a graph. Yeah, yeah. yeah those numbers look solid. Anything by a hundred, yeah, perfect, yeah, that's good. But then people showing like stuff like the Seth Jones ones and all that, where it's like there's a bunch of red and all this kind of stuff, and it's just like I want to know exactly how this is all projected and how it works and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm just generally curious about it, but I'm just too dumb to learn it on my own. So yeah, anybody who knows this stuff, let us know. We will love to have you on to talk about how this stuff works. I wish I knew like where we could look it up on our own too. But there was, a, yeah, there's a site. I don't want to miss say it. I'll talk. I've you get subscribed to it. I can't remember. I think it's like Evolve Hockey, and it's like a, maybe they, they give you like for a five dollar membership a month, you get like all this stuff. You can make like those graphics and all that kind of stuff too. That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, um, that's the right one. Yeah. Well, still on the Hawks. Uh, we got we got a uh, someone else signed. We got Mike Hardman, a two year deal. He didn't even need a deal. They just signed him to an extension. He already has a deal for this year, and he he signed a, a two year deal, making less than he did for his uh, ELC. Like, all right, thanks, Mike. What? <laughs> yeah, he's making a little over nine hundred k right now, and then his next deal is for eight hundred thousand. So like you might want to fire your agent. I, I mean, I it could just be him wanting to be here because he, he was undrafted. It. Yeah, undrafted player. So, but yeah. you never know. Like I, I'm assuming with like with the way with the time that he got last year, he had three points in eight games, and I like when he was out there, he was he was noticeable. Like he was fucking grinding like crazy. And I think he knows that he can probably fight for a spot on like the fourth line this year. Yeah, I think too. Like the, these, these type of deals and these type of players are going to be key, um, just because again, it's another year that the Hawks are going to be up against the cap, and it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard to make changes outside of the team. So you're going to need to really bank on these, these you know, borderline guys, borderline AHL, NHL guys, guys who are like maybe the depth forward type of thing. So, you know, really come in if there is like a struggle or an injury or something like that. Those are the guys you're going to have to rely on this year. So, um, yeah, good to get as many of these guys signed down um, because, like you said, he solid performer last year in the few games, little entertain like little entertainment, little ice time that he got. He, you know, he yeah, and the Hawks were great. not playing good at that time, no, too, not at, at all. the end of that season. <laughs> but, yeah, he was, like I said, he was noticeable out there. Um, so that's good. I'm glad that they, they're making these kind of small deals that are like keeping certain players for a little longer, just to like see what they can do. And it's not going to hurt them in the long run. It's only an $800,000 like deal. 
It's also kind of like, I don't know. I know it's not at all, but it's also kind of like, hey, Nylander, let's go. Let's be realistic here. I don't know if there's any contract talks at all, if he's even healthy, but it's like, look at, we're signing guys that don't even need contracts. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. And the thing with his status, too, is like he's not even eligible to be like offer sheeted. Yeah. So he he's is. stuck in limbo. Yeah. It's like the Hawks can just be like, okay, like you either sign this deal or you just don't play. Like, sounds good, man. I just wish that he would be good. And it's the most frustrating thing, too, because it's like, He's got potential. Like we we've set up since the Hawks got him and all that. He's got this potential, but the same problem that was like reported in Buffalo's, like we were seeing in Chicago too, is that he just doesn't have the work ethic. Like he doesn't want to put the effort in, you know, to to be that guy. He is really living off his name. Yeah. I like, honestly like he probably should have just played in the AHL for like a few years and like really tried to like work his way up rather than having teams be like, Oh, like you were drafted high. Like you should be on this team and just keep him on the team when he's not ready. Like he should, he should be probably like one of the leading point getters in the fucking AHL. And once he starts doing that, then you bring him up. But like him just being scratched every other fucking game, isn't really doing shit. It seems like. And I just don't think too that he he would take on playing the AHL very well. I think he he believes he's a Nylander. He deserves to be in the we like look at Willie, look at his dad. Like I just I don't know. I maybe maybe Toronto wants him. Put him with his brother, maybe, you know, get the brothers back together. It's the theme of this offseason. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, we can also trade for William. <laughs> that would we'll give him a we'll give him a nice Tyler Johnson. Dude, turn Tyler Johnson, turn Seabrook to Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson to William Nylander. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be Bowen, Bowen be a witch if he was interesting in to see how this uh, team is going to shape up. Yeah, I I'm really excited once we get closer to like training camp and even even after training camp, like before the start of the season, when we really have a better idea that we can do a nice little preview episode and kind of really break down what this team's going to look like, because like I'm excited. I am so damn excited for hot hockey. And this is like the first time that I'm just like, oh, baby, like since probably the 2015 was not expecting this offseason at all. No, not at all. And it's it really makes you wonder what all of a sudden, you know, kick Bowman in the ass to do this kind of stuff. But it's it's super super exciting that we have this team. We got yeah. I still can't believe like it still blows my mind. We got Flurry. Like oh my god! Like it's unreal. I'm curious to know if if it's like we have the cap space. They've been wanting Seth Jones, and they're like, well, if we get Seth Jones. Like, what else could we do? And then it's like Vegas wants to trade Flurry. It's like, oh, we have cap space, and we can probably do nothing for them. And then it's like Tampa needs help because they have, like, no cap space, and you could probably get somebody from them for nothing. And then they're like, oh, hey, look at that. We got three players that can actually do pretty well on this fucking team. Maybe we should just go for it. And it's like, ah, let's sign Jake McCabe. Let's fucking go out there and sign some, like, depth guys and like hopefully Taze is coming back and like it's going to be a completely different team than like the last like two years fucking I'm stoked for it yeah um so speaking of uh, that's what I wanted to talk about too is Mark on speaking of Mark Andre he uh he finally talked to you know Hots Media after I think it was like a day after we recorded um Mm -hmm. and he had some interesting like comments um you know, there was a whole narrative out there that, oh, he got traded to the Blackhawks. That's why he wants to retire, you know, blah, blah, blah. He came out and said that it wasn't, he has nothing against the franchise. It was never because it was Chicago. It was yeah. going to be the same thing if it was any other team. He just it really had to reevaluate, you know, his career, his life, because as it was known, and we've said this from the beginning, was he's got a young family. Like, he's got three kids and he didn't want to uproot his family. Um, 
it, not that he didn't want to, he's just, he wasn't expecting to do it at this point in his career. He thought he had a home in, in Vegas and all that kind of stuff. So the trade of the Blackhawks and him saying that he wasn't sure if he's going to retire, it wasn't because it was the Blackhawks. And he put that to bed, which I was happy he did that. And I was happy to hear yeah. that too, that he's excited. He seems excited to be here. Um, Trying to see what else really quick. Yeah, I never had anything against Chicago, the organization. I think it was just me personally, what I wanted to do. Obviously, there's a lot going that goes into it. I'm very fortunate that Stan gave me some time to reflect on what I wanted to do, what was best for me and my family. Um, he said he talked to a lot of guys that, you know, really made it exciting. Um, the, the idea of playing Chicago exciting. Um, he goes, I thought Stan did a great job too of getting some players over the summer, trying to make this team competitive right away. So that's very appealing. Said he talked to Robin Laner, Cam Ward, um, as long as former teammates, Craig, and, uh, Craig Adams and Chris Kunitz, who have been on, who's on the coaching staff, um, as a player development advisor. And then he's talked about the idea of playing with Kane and Taze. Really excited. I mean, he goes, Kane is one of those guys who gave me the most trouble in shootouts during my career. Looking forward to get to practice with him every day and having some good battles with him. I think Taze looks pretty good, and hopefully he goes again. Another guy I got to know over the years. It'll be fun. Uh, they've been along around, been around a long time, have had a lot of success. Hopefully I can just do my part to help this team win some games. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. I fucking yeah, love him. I'm excited. Just get, let's get him on. I, I think, we, yeah, let's get him on a contract extension right away. <laughs> just, you know, like, like we just did for Mike Hardman. Let's get him on a deal. <laughs> let's get him and Lincoln in locked down to a very good deal where it like kind of shifts where, okay, Flurry's more Lincoln in. And then as Flurry's age and, you know, expected to go down, Lincoln pops up over him, makes it all happy. Just a little like uh Pecorina UC Saro situation. Yes. Oh yeah. That's what I like. Man. <laughs> Lincoln, it's gonna be so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna this is gonna be very helpful for him. Any other uh Hawks news? No. Um I think we're gonna play, we're gonna do a little uh little game of starting lineup. But we're gonna we'll do that at the end of this episode. We'll, we'll okay, talk about never, the NHL. I haven't even looked at anything. Yeah, we're so we are in the dog days of summer when there's very little hawk or hockey news, hawks news, and all that kind of stuff. So we're kind of winging this one a little bit here. We'll we'll do a better job of planning ahead of time next time. But yeah, so there's still I mean for NHL talk, we still got some some signings to talk about. It was it was like goalie week. A little bit like they made the top news really. Yeah. Um, let's see. When was the last time we talked? Because there's been a few signings that, like, I don't know if they're really out there or weird, but like Thomas Tatar went to New Jersey. Yeah, that's a years, good pickup. That's a great pickup for New Jersey. New Jersey's had a pretty decent offseason, but I don't know. We'll see if they can put it together. They're one of those teams that they seem to always make the right moves, but for some reason, it just it never clicks. Yeah. Yes. Um, here. I'm trying to think of like who else they have. Here's, uh, here's Vince a Vince Dunn one. signed his deal with uh, Seattle. He was their pickup in the expansion. Marcus Johansson signed with Seattle. One yep. point five. Adam Pellick signed in the in the island before reaching arbitration for an eight year deal for forty six million. That's a really good one because I'm pretty sure he was on their first line with uh, Pulak as, like, just fucking a sick, like, defensive pairing. And to get half of your, like, top defensive pairing for less than six mil is pretty good considering all of the paydays that defensemen got this offseason. Speaking of. Yeah. Darnell Nurse, fucking eight years, 9.250. Jesus Christ. And like just he, like that, everybody stopped talking about Seth Jones. <laughs> no, I mean, I hit, like, I don't know. He's, he had 41 points two years ago, 33, two, or 33 last, not last, like, not this previous season, but last year. And then this previous season, 36 and 56. So he's putting up points. I don't know. It, like, it's, it must be great playing with McDavid. <laughs> it's getting paid. McDavid is the new Crosby, man. He gets everybody yeah. their contracts. 
Brandon Pierlini back in the NHL after a year in Europe, signing with Edmonton. What is Edmonton doing? Like, I don't understand what Ken Holland is, like his game plan. Like, doesn't matter. What's his name? Um, let's see. Uh, Igor Shesterkin, he signed a record deal for a goal for goalies in a, a second contract after his ELC. He signed a deal for 5.666, which is the highest second year or second contract deal for a goalie ever previously i think it was held by um sergey Bobrovsky, where i think he was making like 5.25 and now he makes 10 million so and the funny thing is um was it frank from hockey illuminati was talking about this and shesterkin's only got 47 total nhl games played See, that's like what's insane. Like, why this like COVID era of hockey is so insane because it's like the same thing going in Minnesota um, with um, Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. Like, yeah. 50, he's got a 55 game schedule or under his belt. Yeah, he fucking killed it. But are you really about to throw stupid money at, like, is it smart to throw stupid money at someone that hasn't even played a full season yet? I mean, for Kirill Kaprizov, I think so because the kid, the kid led that team in points by a good margin. He was he's part of the reason they fucking won so many games that he's pretty fucking good. Is he? But here's my question though: too, the teams he played against was a basically bad California, yeah, Colorado, Vegas. So it's like Arizona, St. Louis. So it's like he only really played two solid teams for an entire season. Yeah. I don't know. You got to look at his point totals for like those 14 games or so. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a great player. I'm just saying though, too, that it's like, it's really misleading. The sample size that you get isn't exactly like versus the entire NHL. It's kind of like watered down a bit when you're playing what San Jose seven times and LA seven times yeah. and Anaheim seven times Arizona 20, seven 20, times. yeah exactly you get 28 of your 56 game schedule against like teams that aren't the greatest right <laughs> it's it's just I'm not saying like again not saying he's not a great player it's just kind of one of those things where it's like he okay the Calder though too exactly but and then I think it's funny that uh like Carter Hart also signs a, a contract. He's played twice as many games, had a, a very down year last year, but like I think Philly as a as a whole had a down year. Um, and he didn't he made only where the fuck did it go? Uh 3.979 for like every year for three years. So total contract is just a just a hair under 12 million. And this and is good, you know what? Players. Good for Philly for able because this is one of those guys that it's like if he comes bounces back, you yeah. have an well, awesome going goalie. To. Yeah, you have an awesome goalie for very Philly affordable. does Philly does this. Like if you've seen this, it's every other season is in the playoffs. Yeah. For the past like 10 years, it's playoffs out of the playoffs, playoffs, out of playoffs, playoffs, out of the playoffs. So next year, guaranteed. I'm gonna tell you way too early pick. Philly's going to the fucking playoffs. Like it's going to happen. Um, it's it's just going to follow the pattern. I think part of the the thing is too. Like Chesterkin is twenty five, and Carter Hart's only twenty two. So Hart's deal will end when he's twenty five, and then he'll probably be making even more than Chesterkin. The thing that with Chesterkin's deal being so expensive is the fact that they're eating up some UFA years for him. Like if, yeah. if they would have just done like a one year deal, I'm sure they could have gotten him for like around four mil. But the fact that they're eating up three years of his like UFA eligibility, that's why they got to pay up a little bit more. No, it makes it. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. It's one of those head scratchers because that's, and we've talked about this before too. It's like, it's crazy because now you're not paying for what the player does. You're paying for what they could do. Yeah. Their potential, like, depending on their what potential. they've seen, they like he's not a bad goalie. Like he's pretty fucking goddamn good, and their yeah. team is young and and just getting better. 
So I think it's good to lock up a, a solid goaltender. I think he's just had like, like I don't know if he's had like injury issues, but like every other time I'm trying to watch the Rangers, like they're like, oh, Shesterkin's out. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I guess I'll never watch him play. Yeah, who's their who's their backup? Uh, Georgiev. Yeah, but he, Georgiev, he requested Georgiev, a trade. Georgiev, and then they have uh, Keith Kincaid as well. So it's probably gonna be Kincaid if they're if if unless they make a move. I yeah. think but watch them get like two Rask. <laughs> did, did you see Hank? Is oh yeah. Lundquist posted a picture talking about he's like, I don't know how many times I've ever untied and tied these pads up. He goes, and here I am trying to figure out how to do it again. And it so it's him like getting back on the ice. Oh really? That'd yeah. be cool. I hope he watch him sign in fucking uh Tampa. <laughs> gonna happen fuck that he's gonna sign in tampa uh, who else just signed in tampa perry oh, they, Corey or uh perry signed. Corey perry signed in tampa well, that means they're losing zach, zach bogosian signed in tampa too took less money and term he took a long like a longer deal than he probably had to yeah it's kind of funny like these these guys are just like yeah this team's just gonna keep winning so i'm just gonna be a part of it <laughs> It's fucking, I mean, it's a good plan. It's just fucking hilarious. I'm trying to think. It's weird. Like, yeah, Tuka Rask is still out there as a free agent. I forgot that Boston signed Linus Allmark. He, Tuka Rask is injured. Yeah. But so I I don't, I don't think he's going to sign with anybody until he's he's healthy. Healthy. And I think it's going to be Boston on like a very team friendly deal. I don't know. He was also talking about just retiring too. Right, yeah. I mean, that's always out there, but I mean, I I can't. Also, Boston guy. only has like a million dollars in cap space. Yeah, I can't see him going anywhere else, though. I either think he retires. I don't even know if they actually. Yeah, I guess they do. Have, yeah, they have a million dollar cap space. Like he could, yeah, he could just retire. Three time Stanley Cup appearance pissed. <laughs> Wait, four time. Wait, three time. No, three time. Vancouver, three, Chicago. Three time, three time Stanley Cup Finals. St. Louis. Yeah. He's only won one. Yeah, but he didn't even win it. Yeah, suck it. Tim nerds. Thomas won it. Suck it, nerds. Boston thinking you guys are greatest things in the world. Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, other things. Let's see. Anaheim signed three of their young guys. Which is pretty great. Maxine Comtois, Max Jones, Josh Mavura. Um, and Jacob Verana avoided arbitration. He got a pretty sick deal in Detroit, three years, 5.250. He that, was he immediately after that trade, both teams uh, won that right away. Oh like, yeah. Mantha was playing insane for Washington, and then Detroit got everything and more from Verana. Like it was crazy. That was a win-win deal. I mean, we'll see how how that works out in the future, but I think that that one's just what has been great for both teams. I'm yeah, I'm I'm really I hate to say this, I'm really excited to see what what Detroit does in the next like five years or so. They're going to be definitely top of the Eastern Conference. It's like it's going to go back to it's the Iser plan. Yeah, that's exactly what happened in Tampa. So they're gonna go eighteen million over the cap, and Eiserman's like, "I'm out, peace." No, no, no. no. <laughs> See, Eiserman didn't do that. <laughs> that was Breezewa. Eiserman, he's working on getting them to the top of the show, like the top of the list, though. Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, they have a they have a goalie of the future. We talked about this last time, man. Like they have a goalie of the future. They have like young guys that are gonna lead their fucking offense. They have young defensemen that are playing insane over overseas. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna end up being pretty fucking good. Got yeah, Dylan Larkin. Who I can say now officially that we won the Brandon Pierlini trade. Uh, (laughs) Like we still have our guy, the Alec Regula. Regula. So, real happy about that. Clearly, he's in Edmonton with Duncan Keith. Is any other Blackhawk in Edmonton? 
Um, I don't know. I gotta look at their team. No, I don't think so. <laughs> See, it's funny too. Like you notice, I don't know if it's just just noticed recently or what, but it's like when players go leave the Hawks. I feel it's like at least like a, they, they go in bunches. I feel like. Yeah, like they go to the same teams. Yeah, like it's, it's so funny. Yeah. Well, everyone just wants everything that we have. It's fine. Everybody. It's Carolina, Florida. We took our damn coach. Let's see. All right. So, I think, the, oh, almost all the news. There's this. All right. So, there's, let me know. If, I don't know the deal with this. The NCAA and players of, or just athletes making money. I don't yeah. understand what the deal is. They can, now, they can now make money off their likeness. They can sign like sponsorship deals. They can do like get paid to do this shit now. Yes. You don't have to do it on the so, table anymore. The Panthers signed the Miami University of Miami's quarterback to a name, image, and likeness agreement. Yeah. And I'm so confused why why they chose a quarterback. To do this, I don't under like it's weird to me, but like cool, great for this kid. His name's uh, I don't know if it's Derek or Derek King, but I, just, I think it's really funny. Like, yeah, good for I, him. I he's yeah, making money. He's gonna be like doing appearances at uh, Panthers games. They're coming up with apparel for him. Like it's just it's just weird. Like I I get it. Like I understand. Like you know the whole college athlete you know likeness thing now. But I don't understand a football going to hockey. I I I don't know. I guess it, it because it wouldn't make sense for him to sign with like an NFL team because you can't. I I don't know if you can't because like what if you don't get drafted by that team or something like that? Do they have to draft you? Like I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, that might be like because that's got to be considered like tampering. What? How would it be considered tampering? You if you're going to NFL, if you're doing an NFL team, yeah, but you can't, you can't tamper with like a draft. If like somebody, somebody else drafts him, and you'd, you'd be like, "Sorry, he's under contract with us already for his name, image, no. like this." Yes, like, no. you know, it's it's just really funny to it me. It doesn't seem like it should be allowed to do like same sport. Yeah, but that's why it's kind of really funny because like when I had it, the update on my phone. I was like, oh, did they <laughs> did they mean the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> yeah, like they made the mistake too on, on ESPN made the mistake during the uh, expansion draft too. They're they're talking about the Carolina Panthers, the pick from the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Hurricanes changed their picture on their Twitter to like the hand drawn like their logo, yeah. but with like a Panther face kind of like Yeah. Oh my god. And then the just, Carolina Panthers put the Hurricanes logo on theirs, but they did it in their Panthers colors, which I was like, that actually kind of looks sick. But like, it's just too, it's too funny because I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I had to like look it up right away. Just, I didn't understand it. I still don't really understand it, but okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I just, I saw that too, and I was just like that. I'm like, cool, but I'm like, doesn't make sense, but I'm not going to question it. I don't understand it. Exactly. All um, right. Yeah, so anything else news-wise? No. I don't think so. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so we're going to do this. It's going to be very to figure this out right away. Yeah, yeah we're going to try to figure this out. I may or may not have been slowly kind of like looking at names as we've been talking. Um. So we're going to do a starting lineup. I think for this one, well, let's just do three forwards, 2D, one goalie. doesn't have to be center, winger, center, or center, winger, winger. Unless you want to. Um, I think it would be, I think it's just three forwards, two defense, and a goalie. Yeah, so yeah. Three forwards, 2D, one goalie. Um, so the topic for this one is going to be players that you either forgot Played for the Hawks, or maybe didn't do much on their time with the Hawks. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're going to what we're going to do. We're going to take a pause real quick, just so we can kind of do a little bit of homework here, 
Yeah. And we will be right back. All right, we're back after a little bit of homework that we probably should have did before. But you know what? Like I said, dog days of summer, we're fucking winging these shit, the shit. So <laughs> as a recap, we are doing a starting lineup for either the top players that you forgot played for the Blackhawks or just players that you just totally forgot played for the Blackhawks. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be great. I just love that you're saying a recap because, I mean, with that's a recap for us. Because like with the recording, it's, yeah, it's gonna be. Just, it, you will yeah. have just said this and then said it again as a recap. But yeah, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> so just so me and Tanner are on the same page. So, um, would you like to go first? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm okay. You go first. All right, I will go. I'm gonna go defense first. Okay. I'm going Paul Coffey. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, he it's played 10, 10 career games with the Chicago Blackhawks and had four assists. It's, uh, it's not too shabby. Um, Put him in the rafters, boys. We're going defense. I'll, uh, let's see, which one do I want to do? Oh, I, I think I want to do – I'm going to go with Rob Scuderi. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You forgot he played for the Hawks. His career stats, 783 games played. 110 points, two-time Stanley Cup winner, and then with the Hawks, 17 games played, no points, minus six. Rob Scuderi, come on down. And we trade him to L.A., and we ate some of his salary for it, too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, Switching up to forward, I'm going with Theo Fleury. Oh, fuck. I didn't even write that one down. Yeah, that's a good one. He played 50. Yeah, 54 games for the Chicago Blackhawks. Had 12 goals, 21 assists for 31 points, and he is a fellow crony. He's got crones these two, if anybody yeah, knows what that is. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, ooh, this is this is one I just oh, I just found this one. I might do this one. Um, yeah, okay. Forward. We're gonna do a forward as well. Okay. It is Chris Simon. Do you even know who that is? No. Stanley Cup winner. He played, what is this? Played 15 years in the NHL. 782 games, 305 points, 61 games in Chicago with 18 points in 2002-2003. He was big on, he was on Washington when they made it to the finals, I believe. Um, against Detroit and got swept. Okay. Just kind of like a role guy. Um, yeah. I just like remember hearing his name. But yeah, he played all the way till he was 36 years old. Started when he was 21, 15 years. Good for him. Yeah. Washington for seven years. He was in Quebec. He actually got drafted by Quebec when they and then was on Colorado when they won. Um, went to Calgary, Islanders, Chicago, Rangers, and then ended in Minnesota. Yeah, forgot about him. Jesus. Yeah, I don't even, I still, even you describe that. I still don't remember him. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, all right. I'm sticking with forwards. Yannick Perot. Mm. He played. See, forget about Yannick. He's the, he's the face-off master. Yeah, so he played 53 games for Chicago. He had nine goals, five assists for 14 points, but his claim to fame is he is the all-time leader in face-off percentage in NHL history. Yeah. He's a, he's a face-off master. He's the guru. Um, I'm going to switch it up and go defense again. I think I'm going to go with, uh, I believe, who Skidari was traded for, Christian Erhoff. and i mean airhoff has had a decent career too um i don't think it's not nearly as long as uh scuderi's but yeah he had 789 games played 339 points played for san jose vancouver buffalo a little bit in pittsburgh and then was uh in la and then got traded to chicago and played Eight games and got two points. Let's go. Back in 15-16, baby. (laughs) 
All right. Um, so I want to see, I'm, I'm doing this one just because I'm very curious to see, you mentioned this when you were doing research, are you going to put him at forward or defense? So oh. I'm going to do who I think you're talking about and I'm picking him as forward. Okay. Go for it. Wendell Clark. I wasn't who I was talking about, but I, oh. I, I did have him on my list. Wendell Clark played 13 games for the Chicago Blackhawks, put up two goals. Um, all right. <laughs> Did you uh, – this one – this is the one that I thought was very surprising because I didn't even know this. Um, Bruce Boudreaux. See, okay, you said Bruce. So I'm going to go with the Bruce that I found, but I did not know Bruce Boudreaux played for. Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux played for, like, Toronto, and he played for the Hawks in 85-86. But this is the I don't know what the deal is here. So he played in the WHA as a 21 year old, and then played for Toronto at 22, and played from 22 to 27. Then he didn't play again until he was 31 on the Blackhawks. He played seven games and had a goal. And it's crazy to me because his stats are 141 games played, 70 points. Jesus. Yeah. He's a, a point, like a half point per game player, and just only played 141 games. So yeah, Bruce Boudreaux. That was my that's my that was my pick there. Okay, so I'm assuming he was a forward. Yeah, he was a center. Yeah, so we'll stick with the Bruces that you did, were surprised to play for the Blackhawks. How about Bruce Cassidy? Okay, he played his entire career with the Blackhawks. That's really yeah, that's surprising. 36 <laughs> games. Four goals, 13 assists. Defense. That's fucking weird. And now he is the head coach of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. A, couple, a lot of coaches coming out of the Hawks. Um, it's, it's funny. I got. I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to go. I'll go goalie since I feel it. Like, like why not? I'm going to do uh, Brian Boucher. Yeah, he had a cup of coffee here. Yeah, nobody remembers Brian Boucher playing for the Blackhawks. <laughs> and it's funny because they ended up playing him in the Stanley Cup Finals against Philly. Like, not too long after that. He played 15 games for the Hawks in 06-07. Got one win and 10 losses. Jesus. You were yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah. At the time, he was 30. You made it to the Stanley Cup Finals at, as a 33-year-old in Philly on accident. <laughs> well, so going from one TV personality goalie to another, um, the one I was originally going to say, is that storming out? Yeah. Because I hear, I think I can hear thunder. I don't know if it's like upstairs. No, it's my windows rattling right now. Too. Yeah, I hear thunder bad out here too. Um, okay. Funny. So I originally was going to say Adam Monroe. He was my favorite goalie that I wish would have picked up with the Hawks that just never, never made it. But who I'm going to go with, holy jumping, Darren Pang, baby. <laughs> 81 total games in the NHL. The five all foot with the Blackhawks. <laughs> the five foot nothing wonder. Five foot five, 155. That's really funny. My favorite yeah. picture of him is 4.05 goals against average in his career with an 8.82 save percentage. I love the picture of him wearing, um, was it Bishop or Vasilevsky's gear? And he just looked like a child. Yeah. Oh my it's, God. It's funny because even looking at this, he was on the all rookie team when he was 23 and he was third in Calder voting with 45 games played, 17 wins, 23 losses. An eight nine one save percentage and three eight four goals against average. Oh, all rookie team, jumping. all rookie team, third in Calder voting still. What the fuck happened that year? Holy jumping! Oh my god. Um, okay, so the last one for me is a forward of guys that you forgot played for the Hawks. I I don't know. I, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna do Sean Thornton. Okay. Yeah, Sean Thornton played um, actually like a, I think more games than everybody else I had on my list. Um, but he was what the fuck? 
was it? I don't know. I'm oh, I'm on goalies. That's why I was like, I'm trying to pull his stats up so I can fucking look at it real quick. But I'm in the goalies page, and like that's why it's not working. I'm an idiot. Uh, Sean, there we go. He played 21 games and had three points over three years from when <laughs> 13 games when he was 25, eight games when he was 26, and then tw- 10 games when he was 28. Oh, because it was a lockout year. Duh. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he had three points through the, whatever I say, thir- tw- 20, 31 games. Yeah. He was a big role, I guess, on Boston as like a grinder, helped them win a Stanley Cup. And then he was in Florida. He played till he was 39 years old, man. Like, had hey. a good career, actually. 705 games played, 102 points, 1,103 penalty minutes. He was at one of those last, like, enforcers that was able to, like, just slide under and just be like, hey, I'm still I'm still relevant and I can still I can still help kind of thing. Yeah. He was one of the last few. Um, yeah. yeah. Solid list. Three, three years in Hawks. Very solid list. I don't think we're winning any Stanley Cups with these with these starting lineups, but um, I would love to hear what you guys think on these teams. Well, do you have any any honorable mentions? Like, what yes. else did you have on your list? So on my list too, I had Peter Bondra. Okay, yeah, that's a good Doug, one. Doug Gilmore. Yeah, well, I'm, it's like I have Kimo Team in, but like, um, it's like you kind of forget that he played. So he didn't really play. He had no points. What he, he got his cup. What he got his cup. Um, I had I had Paul Coffey. I also had Michael Layton. Fuck Mike Layton, yeah. Yeah, and that was the other goalie again that we played in the Stanley Cups, but in the Stanley Cup final in 2010, but we didn't have him until afterward. Um, also, also GM of the Buffalo Sabres, Kevin Adams, played 27 games and had two points on the Blackhawks. And then one that I thought was kind of funny that I completely forgot about was uh, Andreas Martinson, who played for the Hawks in like – a couple seasons in like 2016, 2017. And that's recent. I still don't even remember that. Yeah. That's why I was like, I was like, Andreas Martins. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh yeah. That's right. I uh I also had Robert Lang, Bobby Orr. Mm, and, Robert Lang's a good one. And Dale Talon. Hugh Suter. Yes. <laughs> Forgot that he played for us. God damn, so long ago. Doroff, who you who you forgot, played for the Blackhawks already. Oh yeah, I saw his name and I was like, "Fucking Zadorov." I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, Yaroslav Spachek is a good one too. I fuck. When the fuck did he play for the Hawks? Sixty games in 0102. I didn't even. I didn't even fucking remember that at all. Eight hundred and eight games played, three hundred fifty five points. Played fucking 80 with the or 50 with the Hawks that year and had 23 points. Okay. No clue. That's fine. All right. Yeah. So let us it's know. A fun this, game to play. Yeah, these are fun and I definitely want to do these more. So definitely let us know what type of starting lamps we should be making. And I think, you know what? Fuck it. In the summer, let's extend it. It doesn't have to be Blackhawks. Yeah. Just hockey. Come up with a hockey topic to make starting right. lineup on. Like all, all lefties, all righties. Best players to have over 1,000 penalty minutes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It's going to be a really good cool one. And there's a lot of names, too, that you probably wouldn't even think would be on that list. Yeah. But, all right, so that was <laughs> Crescellos. Um, oh, yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> he's all-time leader in Blackhawks for penalty minutes. Yeah, that would actually be – Pretty fucking good list, actually. Yeah. Uh, It'd be a good team if they weren't all in the fucking box the whole game. Hi, <laughs> Domi, Bob Probert. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shut up. We'll do that some other time. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is episode 148. What do we want to call it? I think we should probably do something for Tony. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You can do it. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. See, like, uh, just do Tony O. Yeah, like I mean, what what was the episode for thirty five? Was that Tony one Esposito. the Esposito? Just the epis- Esposito. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's uh, 
what would it be? Like R.I.P. Tony. Let's just call Tonio. Like, let's not make yeah. it. Yeah, we'll call it the Tonio. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Like, I don't want to be like, I Sad. want it to be small to like be a title, but like not be insensitive or weird. Yeah. Like, like peace out, Tony. Not like that. Like. <laughs> Say hi uh, to Stan, Tony. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Okay. I'm, I'm wrapping this up before it. <laughs> and good. <laughs> right. so, yeah, that was episode 148, the Tonio. Um, thanks again for checking us out. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcast. At um, Leave comments on our YouTube and all that good shit, too. Um, review five stars, then say whatever you want in the comments, but make sure it's five stars. Uh, Leave us some uh, stuff to draft, do some drafts. Yeah, draft lineups. I- yeah, draft ideas, lineup ideas, top five ideas. Let's uh, let's have some fun this summer. Um, oh, I got one, but I'll save it. <laughs> um, all right, and then yeah, DraftKings promo code THPN. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on all social media, the Hockey Pod Net. And make sure you follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Yeah, I think that's about to do it. Yeah. All right. So for uh, Jeremy Tanner, we'll see you on the next one. See you later, boys. Love you. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.